Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city and peace to the planet. We are excited, Nashville, to bring you guys another episode of The Black Men Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. My name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. And alongside my dad, Leon Davis Jr., who goes by L-Dog, we're presenting to you an episode we're titling The Body Mass Index of Election Education with our special guest. Right after this sponsorship segment, Break Nashville, we will bring to you the final episode of our season titled Election Education. Nashville, throughout our whole month of April, we have tried our best as a podcast to emphasize voting. Make sure you vote, Nashville. Early voting is now, and we have those dates posted on our social media platforms and locations of where you can go vote today. Nashville, make sure you do that as a culture. It is important that we don't just vote for people on the ballot listing because they're black, right? Nashville, we got to make sure that we're educated and we know of these positions and know the candidates who are running for these positions, Nashville. Again, make sure you guys go vote. Election day is May the 3rd, Nashville. Election day is May the 3rd. Nashville, we won't hold you long on this intro segment. Have you heard a black man vent today? As Pops would always say, it's Monday morning, it's raining. Hope you guys can get your bagels, get your donuts, get your coffee, whatever you need to get your Monday morning started. And we thank you again for starting your Monday morning with the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning. Right after this sponsorship segment break, we'll dive right into the content for today. Tune in, Nashville, because we have a new season, a new season that we will be mentioning next month in the month of May. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? And just like that, Nashville, just like that, man, just like that, we're back. We're back, man. Good morning to you guys again. Good morning. We are here, Nashville. Black Man Fit 2, glad to have you guys again, man, on another Monday morning. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vent today? Still going through our election education election education season, Nashville, and we're excited. Um, as you've heard our episodes here previous with uh, John Manson, with uh, Joseph P. Day, and just many of the uh, black uh, leaders that are going into our ballots, man, make sure you guys vote, Nashville, if we haven't said it before. In, in in large emphasis, we're saying it now, Nashville. Yeah. Vote, vote, vote. Make sure you guys vote. Pop. Yeah, and I'm just excited to the fact that uh it's a historical election because there were so many young black males and just young black people in general on the ballot this year. Not only young black males, but uh black sisters, man. We went to this event. I keep thinking about it, man, at the weekend, man, and a couple of them came out and they uh mm-hmm. gave us uh gave us what their uh, campaign was gonna be about, man, and it was all good. And uh, we really got uh, uh, introduced and informed about what was going on, man. But most of all, I just like the fact that it's a historical event and the fact that we're being a part of it, man, on the Black Man event, too, by bringing some of these people on, man, and trying to help push their campaign. And when they get in, man, it's going to be a grand occasion. So I'm just glad to be a part of this historical occasion. Nashville, again, the Body Mass Index of Election Education with our special guest, man, Nashville. Check this out. Make sure you listen in. We're going to read about this good brother here on Black Man Vent 2 this Monday morning. Our guest this morning, Nashville, is running for the Criminal Court Judge Division 6. 
criminal court judge, Division Six, Nashville native. He attended Meg's, mm-hmm. Hume Falk, and then finished at the uh, Southwest DeKalb High School in Decatur, Georgia. Right. Um, Mr. Marcus went back to his old neighborhood to teach government and Spanish at East Nashville Magna High School, my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Out East for life, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. While coaching yeah. the boys track team, he graduated summa cum laude with his on, bachelor's man. degree on, in man. political science with a minor in psychology. He attended the Tennessee State University, Big Blue, baby. Big earning sir. a presidential yes, scholarship, yeah. a presidential yeah. scholarship, partial athletic scholarship as well after working, excuse me, after walking onto the TSU football team. Mm. Marcus also founded Shoot Law, a general practice law firm in Nashville, Tennessee, that handles a wide range of cases from criminal defense, contract disputes, landlord-tenant matters, mm-hmm. intellectual property rights, estate planning, and probate matters. Nashville, we got a great episode for you guys yeah. today. Yeah. Marcus is also uh, married. He has his wife, Natalie, and has two daughters in a chocolate lab. <laughs> Without further ado, Nate, oh, I got to mention this part because I, I love my Greek community. He yeah. is also a member of the Omega Sci-Fi all fraternity, right, so right. I got to make sure I show some love. I appreciate that. Show yeah. some love to that. Without further ado, Nashville, presenting to some, introducing to others, my guy, again, running for criminal court judge, Division 6, Marcus Shoot Jr. Boss, man, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing wonderful. I really appreciate the opportunity uh, for you all allowing me to come on your platform. I think it's important. Um, to, to give this perspective of what's going on. And I really appreciate the enthusiasm. Yes, behind sir. It. You know, it's, 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 it's refreshing to see people wanting to be engaged in what's going on in our community. So yes, yes, sir. I definitely am excited to be here and looking forward to talking with y'all. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. We, we're excited to have you, Marcus, man. Again, uh, just thank you for taking your time out of your busy day, man. Mm-hmm. We are in the early election season right mm-hmm. now. Nashville voting, uh, excuse me, the election it's May the 3rd. May the 3rd mm-hmm. is the election. Early voting has been going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started on April the 13th and will end April the 28th. Yes, and sir. then the primary election will be May the 3rd. May okay. the 3rd, Nashville. Okay. Make sure y'all go out and vote. Vote, vote, Nashville. You don't have no excuse. We done talked about for the whole month yeah. election education. You've learned about these different divisions. Yeah. You've learned yeah. about these different positions. You can't go to the ballot now and just vote for somebody because they black. <laughs> so now that you know these positions, Nashville, make sure you guys go vote. Nashville again, have you heard a black man vent today? Mr. Marcus, man, let's go ahead and open up, man, with a with a quick icebreaker. Just break down to us the criminal court judge division six uh position, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um tell us about the other divisions as well, because I'm sure six ain't the only one. I, I know it's it's a couple of numbers before six and a couple <laughs> numbers after. Mm-hmm. So educate Nashville, man, on this election education season about that. All right. So uh, one thing to keep in mind is that there are 30 judicial seats that are up for election. Wow. There are 11 general sessions judges. And if you think about uh, stairs, your general sessions judge would be general sessions court, rather, would be mm-hmm. the lowest stairs, what we call the entryway to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. General sessions courts do just that general cases. So they deal with civil and they deal with criminal aspects. Um, civil cases up to twenty five thousand dollars and then mm-hmm. criminal cases. If the offense, the punishment for the offense is under one year, which is a misdemeanor, then they can resolve those cases. Mm -hmm. Okay. If the case is a felony or above, then it has to go to a criminal court case. Mm. Uh, If the civil matter, so civil meaning contract dispute when you're having an issue with the person, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or a contract dispute, landlord-tenant issue, 
those cases, once the amount goes over 25,000, then you have to take it to a specific court mm -hmm. or sometimes like medical malpractice, mm -hmm. okay. you have to have in a different court. And wow. so it's not a general sessions court. Those courts are circuit or mm -hmm. chancery courts. Okay. okay. Uh, I believe there are a total of 12 of those. Mm -hmm. okay. And then you got the 11 general sessions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then six criminal courts. So there wow. are six divisions for right. criminal court. Mm -hmm. uh, the divisions and, and the numbers for the court system don't have anything to do with where people live in Davidson County. Mm. Gotcha. It has everything to do with case management. So the first circuit court, here's a specific set of civil cases. The mm -hmm. second circuit, here's a specific set of cases okay. and so on. Okay. When you go to criminal court, the difference is, is that it doesn't matter what type of crime has occurred. Mm -hmm. It depends on when when the crime occurred so okay. if it occurred during a particular week okay. then it goes to one of the divisions of the court okay. so what, what what attorneys think of the divisions are we talk about it as for case management purposes mm -hmm. okay so that way one court doesn't have 50 cases and one court has 5,000 cases that right. is balanced across the board and it doesn't seem like somebody's cherry picking a specific judge <laughs> right right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. criminal court is a trial court to, mm -hmm. and it handles any case can handle from a misdemeanor all the way up to felony murder okay or first degree murder which is the highest offense that we have okay um that court can also sentence somebody to death mm. in tennessee and then wow. also can sentence somebody to life in prison mm. um, one thing i always talk about when i talk about sentencing is that tennessee has one of the highest life sentences in the country. Wow. Most some or some states have 26 years as a life sentence. In Tennessee mm -hmm. ours is 51. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and so if you think about uh, if somebody has been um, convicted of, of a crime mm -hmm. where they where the the sentencing was a life sentence, mm -hmm. that's minimum 51 years wow. that they would be spending in custody incarceration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And we can talk about later about what type of resources or what type of services one may yeah, receive definitely. when they're incarcerated. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's just something to think about. And so when we look at criminal court, right, we think we have to look at how does one uh, wind up in criminal court where mm -hmm. there must have been some type of criminal offense that occurred. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the police officers arrested somebody for that. Right. Um, and then you can look at things like uh, poli oh, policing itself. Right. Mm -hmm. Who, you know, you find. um I remember when I used to work at Walmart, I had a manager tell me, you know, you inspect what you expect. Like if you expect there's something to be something, you're going to inspect it quite frequently. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you have something that's under a certain microscope, mm -hmm. you're always going to see things there a lot more than when you're not yeah, in a certain true. area with the microscope. So yes. And so, you know, when you look at the people that come in front of criminal courts, most of those people are black men or black come women. On, man. Um, on, and so exactly. it's important that we have somebody that's on the bench that has the cultural competency to really understand yes. what's going on in our community yes. to say, you know, are there other things and other resources or alternative sentences that we can provide for somebody instead of just locking them up in a cage? Yes. Um, definitely. You know, I, I definitely think that, you know, sometimes there's an appropriate place for, for certain types of crimes. We mm -hmm. don't want violent people killing people you know, mm -hmm. on our streets. But then we also need to take a look at what issues may have caused that? What trauma could have happened to their life? Yes, have sir. they ever had any therapy? Yes, yes, sir. That? So, yes. yes, sir. Yes. I know I kind of left the what criminal no, court does, no, but that's good. all no, a part good. of, you, you know, when you look at the criminal justice system, criminal court judge, mm -hmm. you know, they have a lot of discretion in cases and, and sentencing, right. except for, with the exception of a few cases that have statutory minimum sentences and requirements. Mm -hmm. Right. But for mm -hmm. some of the other ones, you know, you have some discretion. Um, the other thing to look at is, is, you know, when you enter the criminal justice system for attorneys and the people that deal with the court system, it's normal mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and not normal as in we accept it as normal, but we're familiar with it. And so right. because of right. that, you know, sometimes people that are having their first encounter with the criminal justice system may not understand a lot of the moving pieces. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. because people just presume that you should know because they're dealing with it every day. Exactly. Okay. 
Um, okay. And I think that it's important to make sure people understand, you know, what rights did they have? You know, yes. what the extent of their rights? How can they do certain things? Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it is, is when people are on probation, you know what resources and tools are we giving them to make them be successful right um i have clients that have served time that have consecutive sentences so you can have a concurrent sentence or a consecutive Mm -hmm. on the streets they call them stacked right Mm -hmm. so if you get a sentence and you got three charges Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. say those three charges your plea may be a year for two and two and a half for the other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. concurrent means that they all run together so the longest sentence is the longest is that that you're going to serve okay if they're stacked which can happen depending on some type of charges that you have. If you use mm-hmm. a gun in a certain situation, mm-hmm. then that means that it's consecutive. So once you finish the one year, then mm-hmm. the next year starts. And then once mm-hmm. you finish that year, then two and a half years starts. Mm-hmm. So looking at how people can be on probation for a long time because mm-hmm. of the original sentence that they have, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that they're successful when they're on probation. You know, right. do they have a state ID. In some states, they make people that have been in custody get their ID before they leave mm-hmm. leave before they leave mm-hmm. um, and they when they re-enter in the community mm-hmm. you know for us in this room we have our driver's license and, you know, so we don't have a problem applying for a job or right. applying exactly. for housing right. exactly. you know if we look at and my wife corrected me early because I was saying the wrong psychologist's <laughs> name uh-huh. about the hierarchy of needs. I was thinking about Pavlo's experiment, but it's, mm-hmm. I think it's dog. Maslow. Uh-huh. Yeah, with the dog, but uh-huh. it's Maslow. <laughs> yeah. uh, the yeah. hierarchy of needs, when we talk about um, our basic needs being met and how people yeah. operate. Like, mm-hmm. if you woke up, before we started this, you prayed and you talked about we got woke up in our right mind. Yeah, right? Right. yeah. So we woke up and I presume you were in your house. Yes. Right? You yes, were secure sir. in your own bed. Yes, sir. Um, and you had some goal that you were going to do this morning. You knew you were going to go to work. You were going to do something. You were going to see your family. Exactly. Well, if we take the flip side of that for somebody that just re-entered our society. Come on. If they don't have a job or they don't Come know on, where they're going to wake up, they don't know where their next Come meal on, is man. coming from. Yeah. And it's difficult to have the expectation that they're going to be able to operate like you and I, right? Yes. We don't have the same playing field. Yes. And so for me, it's important that, that there's a focus on when people are re-entering our community, we've said, hey, you've done your time. You've been accountable for your actions. Yes. yes. Now let's move you forward. Let's you help know? this so brother, that's, man. Those are the things so, that I yeah. think is so important that mm-hmm. we have those things that give people their IDs, you know, mm-hmm. give them good paying jobs. You know, mm-hmm. I yeah. learned that the Music City Community Careers Program, which is a funded program, mm-hmm. um, will train people to be a pipe fitter, HVAC, electrician, mm-hmm. plumber, concrete worker, or wow. for free. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't matter if you're a fella. Yeah. And they will also, once you're done with your training, connect you with contracted jobs mm-hmm. so that you can earn a good living. Right? Yes. And yes. so when we talk about those needs. Now you've got a resource taken care of, right? You mm-hmm. know you're going to earn. So exactly. now you know you're going to be able to eat. You may be able to start yeah. budgeting and figure yeah. out, mm-hmm. yeah. I can get me a place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that takes me to my other thing. We mm-hmm. talk about people that are classified as felons mm-hmm. um there's a stigma attached to it a lot of places that rent don't want felons in their property true, mm-hmm. and true, so now we're true. limiting where people can stay so mm-hmm. you're already telling them they're less than because they have this this name about them they're felons right yes but right. then you're making them feel second class by saying you can't stay here because you committed a crime and you've been accountable for it and you're right. out now but mm-hmm. i'm still gonna hold that against uh-huh. you yeah, yeah you know yeah. so those are things that i think that are important for people to, to be educated and knowledgeable about mm-hmm. that while i can't change their status as a felon yes i can try to alleviate some of the issues that they have um, by working with nonprofits that do transitional housing so by true. working with those programs that get people those good paying jobs. So right. true. Um, one thing that I really that that has been on um, my mind since I've been campaigning, uh, Pivot Pivot Technology School that was founded by Josh Mundy mm-hmm. um, and Quan Clark. 
uh, just got uh, opportunity to have their education program put inside of a state penitentiary in Georgia. Oh, come on. Oh, wow. So That's when you big. talk about the mm-hmm. opportunity to kind of right. close some gaps and issues yes. and resources, if you're able, if we're able to get that kind of program in Davidson County, yeah. the school was founded here and they're yeah. teaching coding, then you're you're really helping someone say, I'm giving you quality training that you can apply when you mm-hmm. leave here. Not mm-hmm. just yes. mm-hmm. you can read the alphabet, you can write your name <laughs> exactly. and get a GED yeah. and exactly. count and do the basic math things, but we're really gonna give you a skill mm-hmm. where you can mm-hmm. be successful. And so yeah. those are some of the things like that a I target think. area, man. To yeah. say, hey, yeah. look, we know yeah, that code, man. we know yeah. that computer yeah. science is is the future. Everything is going mm-hmm. to algorithms yes. and computers. Yes. You know, let's let's give people the opportunity to be successful yeah. and, yes. and give them that type of training and education. So, so those are some of the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um while and that's why I'm running for judges. I know like I said that kind of oh, went man. way no, on no, we here. I, I love here. that spiel, man. You I love good. that spiel because I was just mm-hmm. while you was talking, man, I was thinking about uh when I came to Tennessee State, man, I came to uh be a do do criminal justice. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into probation and parole. My thing was I want to be uh, uh, avenue man for guys that's on probation parole man to give them a positive outlook that was my whole gist man and uh and uh so the reason i did that though is because i got in come from georgia man too i'm from georgia so okay. when you said i'm like wow this dude here we go but uh from georgia man so i used to get in a lot of trouble man i'm gonna be, be real about it mm-hmm. and so my thing was i didn't know the laws didn't know the system all that i said man when i go to college man i'm gonna learn them laws man mm-hmm. so i'm gonna be a criminal justice major so that was my major man <laughs> Long, long story short, man, my hope my, when I got ready to graduate, my my last like like paper, the thing you had to do, you know, to graduate mm-hmm. was on a uh, recidivism rate, man, and that's what I was thinking about. You're gonna kill those numbers, man, if you're able to implement all the stuff that you just said, or even yeah. some of the stuff that you just said. Right. Stop some of these brothers, man, from going in and out this system, man, uh, making CCA and all these other places that you can uh, invest in, making them rich, man, off yeah. of us, man. So, yeah. man, what you just said, man, is big for our community, man, and, and it's big for people that are looking at this podcast and listening to this podcast to know that if you go vote for this young man, mm-hmm. you got a chance if your people get caught up they got a chance of getting out, man. So I appreciate right. you even going through that spiel, man. That was real. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So with all that you just said, what are some of the things that you just said that you're seeing that's not being done right now? You know, like not being offered. You know what I'm saying? Because you were saying you're going to offer these things and try to do some of these things. So, so what's the what's the side of that that's not happening right now? So a lot of things are kind of changing right now because Nashville fired CCA essentially mm. and now the city's taking over um, with, that's with good. inmates. That's good. It's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely, you know, I think it's appropriate that the you know the, the for-profit model is shouldn't be applied yeah, for, for people that you know these are humans right exactly and exactly i'm gonna get yeah. to the because something just kind of dropped in i need to make sure i say this and not forget <laughs> mm-hmm. so i get back to cca and the housing but um when i was in school we, i read a study that talked about you know people that come from um, being in, I call them formerly incarcerated citizens, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. where you are in your life is not who you are in your life, right? True. And True. I think that that sometimes because of our media and stigmatism, when people go to jail, then they get classified as they're always going to be this type mm-hmm. of person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that the study talked about, I told you my minor was psychology. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one thing that they talked about is that there's a similarity between homeless persons and persons that are felons or formerly incarcerated. Mm. And what it is, is that once they identify, you know, who they are, it's a shame factor because people won't look them in the eye. Mm -hmm. And it's the same type of thing that they would do to homeless people. And mm -hmm. what that does is that you take somebody's dignity from them, their mm -hmm. humanity from mm -hmm. them by not acknowledging them as a person. Wow. Right. By Just not looking them in the eye. Not, wow. and, and you think about, you know, when you were growing up, mm -hmm. I'm sure that a man in your life told you, you look him in the eye. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, firm handshake. Firm handshake. Look him in the eye. Yeah, right? man. Yes, sir. And so, yes, sir. Under, so understanding that now, now take the converse of it, right? Mm -hmm. You're going through something, you, like you're in between homes, right? Something occurred in your life where you don't know, you don't have a house now. Right. And you have to go on the street to ask people for money. Exactly. You know, you got to ask, exactly. I need some help. Yeah. yeah. And people won't yeah. even look you in your eye. So, man. can you imagine if you're coming out of prison? Yeah. I don't have an ID. Yeah. Can you help me? Yeah. I got to go to this government building. Can you help me? Yeah. And you say, well, I just got to jail immediately. Uh -huh. Nobody looking them in their yeah, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And so for me, it's yeah. about seeing the humanity and the dignity, dignity in the people. Mm -hmm. And so back to the CCA Metro thing, the good and the bad. Um, the part of it is, is that CCA did have a system for their programs mm -hmm. and Metro is, has to catch up with that now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Since we're changing, changing of the guard, there are opportunities for different educational programs okay. that are not available anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's a staffing. It's, it's not, it's not that the, the, the city doesn't want to, they mm -hmm. don't have the, the bodies to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yes. And there are also other issues with like, even, you know, state time, TDLC, Tennessee Department of Corrections, mm -hmm. where, there used to be programs that were in the jails, but they're no longer there. Mm. And then the certain programs that are available are only available post conviction. Mm -hmm. So if you're happen to be there pre-trial, which mm -hmm. nobody would be in TDLC pre-trial, but they'd be in Davidson County, mm -hmm. but pre-trial. Mm -hmm. So if you happen to have a charge where your bond is high and you can't afford, and we can talk about bond where you can't afford yeah. to get out. Mm -hmm. um, you're sitting in jail pre-trial. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can't get pre-trial release. Right. And right. so when you're sitting, and that can be a long time, depending mm -hmm. on what your charges are, yes. the only programs that are available are education GED type programs. They don't mm -hmm. have an anger management program yeah. or mm -hmm. yeah. some mm -hmm. mental health treatment. They don't have that. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because they don't know if you're going to bond out, mm -hmm. right? Or well, if your case is going to mm -hmm. settle. Right. So right. there's not a for mm -hmm. and it's not an incentive for the city to offer those at this point, mm -hmm. because the idea is if you're on pretrial, we like for you to be out, out. Right? not yeah. be in. Yes. Right. Um, right. But again, when you talk about people that have been convicted or plead, pled guilty to their crimes, mm -hmm. um, if depending on how much time they have left, depends on whether or not they'll get into certain programs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are some times where like I had a client that had a little bit more time than somebody else did and they got bumped out of the class mm -hmm. because the other person was up for parole before them. Wow. And so then it's like, okay. well, what does this individual do now mm -hmm. that they were mm -hmm. trying to do something better for themselves? Yes. And instead it's like, well, you got to wait because, you know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those are the things that I think that now I obviously don't have any controls over the jails, mm -hmm. but what mm -hmm. I can do is have conversations with stakeholders. And I think that that's the biggest thing exactly. that mm -hmm. I'd be able to do is to use my voice. Like you all talk about, you all create this podcast for those that don't have a voice. Yes, correct. Right. Yes, it's the sir. same mm -hmm. thing that we have the opportunity to do with May 3rd with this election. You you, yes. you want a voice in what's going on in criminal justice. You want to voice what's going on in your community. You have to vote for the people that understand and how to make that change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why I said it's so refreshing to have somebody, some 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 people that are enthusiastic about getting this education message yes. out. Yes. Um, you know, on the first day of voting, there were 234 people that voted in the whole county. Wow. Hold on, back up, man. 200? <laughs> 234. Wow. Right, and, and if you got this stat, how many people is in this county estimated? There's over half a million people. There's four hundred eighty thousand registered voters. 
is 0.05%. Look, you didn't say 2,000. He said 234. Mm -hmm. And wow, I, we'll man, get an update wow. tomorrow morning to see yeah. what that number looks like compared to today. Now, and again, and this is the thing where, wow. again, so it's, you know, I was a government teacher. I, I political science major. So mm -hmm. when you look at our early voting rules, they can't have early voting for, for early voting no earlier than a certain date and yeah. then it has to be at least it has to end five days before the actual election right That's so right. it gives you like a window of how much time that you can do this early vote mm -hmm. right in davidson right. county they do the first few days of the first week at howard school only mm, now okay. have, have y'all driven mm, around davidson county say trying to get to get howard to, school yeah. Yeah. i was gonna say have y'all yeah. have y'all oh, yeah. like have you been mm -hmm. to the yes out there in jolts and oh, oh, ashland yeah. city oh, old man. hickory you hermitage know. You, Antioch, know. you know what i mean <laughs> west nashville feel like you're in dixon but you're still in davidson county exactly. right? yeah. so this is exactly. a huge huge county like yeah. just land wise not just people but just true. land wise true and so the first week you know you don't expect a lot of people to come out because i mean if you're not downtown like yeah. I was talking to a lady that, earlier today that lives mm -hmm. in Jolts, and she was like, "Now, you know, Marcus, I'm, I appreciate you giving me a call. I'm not going to early vote though." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like okay, I, I respect that. I yeah. understand it because yeah. I'm yeah. thinking again, Jolts and it's past White Creek. It's, if you go White Creekway, it's up the little mountain yeah. here, yeah. the yeah. top yeah. of the hill, yeah. 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 right yeah. there. Yeah. Think about somebody trying to drive from Jolts to Nashville just to vote, just to just vote. vote, just And to again, vote. So, yeah. so that's the other part yeah. of it is where yeah. it's about. Right, convenience. Mm -hmm. And so the early voting locations on April the 20th mm -hmm. um, will open up for, you know, more areas, yeah, the, the, the top area. 10, okay. the top 10 areas. And then on so hopefully the election day, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but on election day, we have 162 polling locations. Mm -hmm. So wow. it's, you know, it's a lot of places yeah. you can go vote on election day. Right. Yeah. You know, we would like, it would be better, yeah. in my opinion, if they had more of those open earlier or even open right. up all 10 to begin yeah. with. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we're, we're, this is what we got. So yeah. now yeah. that we know what we have, it's yeah. about letting people know, hey, if you can make it down to Howard School, come on down to Howard School. If you yeah, can yeah, make sir. it to your early poll, yes. get to your early poll. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want it to be a, you got to wait the day of the election. Now you got to go to your specific yeah. center. Mm -hmm. Just go on and knock it out while you can. Yeah. You know? And see, what I like too, man, is that y'all are giving everybody a, a, a decent option, mm -hmm. you know, so to where it should be no excuse why you don't go vote. And then you wait to May the third and wait in these Air Jordan release lines, yeah. you know they be they be super right, long. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, you know his line don't let me down. We can make it to Jacobson to the dealership, but we can't make it to the Ballast to Shoes leadership. Yeah. Come on, oh, come on. That's my kind of like that. That's my like kind of that. like that. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's it's real. Yeah. It's real, man. And it's it's one thing as as a podcast. The reason why me and my dad again did this season is because my generation. Mm -hmm. I'm 26 years old, man. When I go to that ballot, and ever since I've been 18, old enough to vote, I'm looking for the Johnsons, <laughs> the, 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 yeah. anything that yeah. speaks yeah. black. Mm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it. I that's seen it. his sign. I seen his name. Yeah. He black. Let's do that. I seen her. Yeah, she seen, I seen her commercial. That's cool. She black. We got to get out of that. Yeah. And and that's the, that's the biggest reason why we wanted to do this election education season, so we can get guys like you, guys like uh, John Manson, mm -hmm. guys mm -hmm. like uh, Joseph P. Day, yeah. to really, really break down what goes on in these elections man and mm -hmm. if you want to touch on it real quick man touch on the fact that this is the most historical uh election for nashville for our people mm -hmm. how does it feel for you man to just be a part of of this type of this type of era right now i haven't really thought about my my role in it mm -hmm. uh to be honest with you uh, again i don't really look at myself as uh trying to do or you know uh i just try to do the work 
because yep. Uh, yep. if you start getting focused on how people classify or codify something to mm-hmm. talk about and categorize it, mm-hmm. then you may get caught up in the messaging and not understand the message. That's you true. Know, be, you That's know, true. I'm, I'm somebody that, like, I definitely see, I mean, it's going to continue to be, unfortunately, just the history of America. Every mm-hmm. time we move forward, it's going to be historic. Oh true. Goodness. That's you know, true. If you oh think goodness. about That's where we true. come from and yeah. Yeah. Uh, the history of Nashville, y- mm-hmm. y'all being from Nashville, yeah. you, you from Nashville? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So being from Nashville, you understand and learn the history of civil rights. Right. Um, and you understand right. that it wasn't. So if it's 2020, 60 years ago, my grandmother's generation was mm-hmm. sitting at the counters at Woolworth oh, yeah. in the shake yeah. shop. Exactly. Yeah. Houston, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's not like it's so far removed. Exactly. From, exactly, man. Exactly. You know, exactly. to be, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's the thing for me is, you know, I guess one of my, my, my football coach, Buck Gaffrey, down in Southwest in Decatur, mm-hmm. you know, he always say, don't rest on your loyal, son. He was like, uh, you did good today, but don't rest. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Keep, Keep working, working, man. Keep yeah. working like coach. Yeah, His job's real. not done. Come yeah. on, man. You know? And that's Come the thing is, is yeah. that, yeah, because um, I went viral a few years ago from for having locks and being an attorney because it's not a lot of us um, in the profession. Right. I think I've seen a few guys that have followed me on Instagram that mm-hmm. have since then become attorneys. And to my knowledge, prior to, I know that there's a there's a appellate judge uh, Dinkins, Richard Dinkins. He mm-hmm. had locks, mm-hmm. um, and he was one of the first judges that had locks here mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at like so in 2014, it was historic how many black people were elected as yeah. officials yep. in, in Davidson County. Right. Um, I can get into the whole, it's a lot of history about Nashville and politics and mm-hmm. uh, black folks trying to be involved and engaged. I mean, I can tell you about my grandmama that lost her house from Jefferson Street when the steering committee took it in the 60s. Wow. And they condemned it to him to donate. That's why I-40 runs through Jefferson Street now. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. There was a whole community and homes and economic, people talk about the music, but there was so much economic development there because it was black Definitely. owned business. That's the only yes. place black people go. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So we're going to make the best of what we got wherever we are. Exactly. And now, mm-hmm. if you look across the street from where we are, mm-hmm. you know, it's already getting revitalized crazy. in a different kind of so way. So crazy, true. man. You know? So true. Um, so looking at the history, like I think in, 20, in 2030, it's going to be historic, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm. I think what we've done, I know for me, I'm 37, so you said you're 26. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, it's awoken something, you know, like the audacity of now, right? right. Like, why do I have to wait until. Yeah. Some somebody says, "Oh, you've you've done enough time for you." Yeah. Like, no, I feel yeah. the need now. Yes. Exactly, you know. Um, exactly. and so I think that that's what's happened in Nashville. A lot of us are fed up with how things are. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate to to run in a court where the judge was fair before he was a good mm-hmm. judge. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like corruption or anything like that going mm-hmm. on. Um, but the idea of like I've heard some people in some other races make comments like, "Well, why don't they just wait till next election cycle?" Mm-hmm. Well, next election cycle is 2030. Mm-hmm. My yes, daughter, my oldest daughter is going to be driving. Right, right yeah, now right. she's eight years old. You oh, know? Wow, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the idea of letting my community not have a voice or have somebody that has the understanding of what's going on for eight years, mm-hmm. the recidivism, the crime, mm-hmm. it's not going to stay the same. It's going to get worse. worse. Like, yeah. We know it's so going to get worse. Right. So true. And so I think that it's important to, to so to, it's definitely historic. Um, but I don't just want it to stop on you see the face like what kind of work are we being able to put in like right. what, what are we doing you know now that we are you know, if we are to get elected into office you know mm-hmm. what can we do with the with that um, 
it's it's a beautiful thing to see black people engage and want to to run and and, and to be involved in politics and for me like i said being a political science major mm-hmm. it's uh it's natural for mm-hmm. me to want mm-hmm. to know and to be informed because i understand all the different aspects of it and like uh but it's, it can be daunting like i said we just talked about the judicial seats that's over mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. that doesn't include school board that doesn't include democratic executive community people so it's five pages on the ballot right so. right right nashville we can get into a lot but y'all know y'all don't like long episodes so we'll, hopefully we got much out of mr marcus we're gonna get into more of the venting and talk about his background talk about his family man and talk about why he's doing what he's doing body mass index of election education with marcus shoot jr nashville have you heard a black man vent today I'm Marcus Shue Jr. and I'm running for Division 6 Criminal Court Judge. I believe that integrity should be the guiding principle of every aspect of our justice system and that every citizen is entitled to respect and dignity. I know firsthand what it's like to be deprived of those things while dealing with the justice system as a citizen, law student, and attorney. And I'm running to make sure that no one else will ever have to experience what I did again. As a Nashville native, I understand the importance of the courts reflecting the community that it serves. Nashville needs someone with the cultural competency to understand the mental health and addiction issues people are facing when re-entering our community. They must have the tools to be successful. But don't just take my word for it. I have a friend that has something to say. My name is London, and my dad, Marcus Shu, is running for Division VI Criminal Court Judge. I think you should vote for him, not just because he's my daddy, but because he is kind, caring, and compassionate. He believes that everyone should be treated fairly, and we all deserve a second chance. Vote for Marcus Shute during early voting and on May 3rd. Root for Shute. This ad is paid for by friends of Marcus Shute Jr., Natalie Shute Treasurer. Just like that, Nashville. Just like that, man. We're back Monday morning, guys. Monday morning, man. We got my guy, Marcus Shoot Jr., man, the one and only that's here with us on the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Good morning, Nashville. Have you heard a Black Man Vent today? Man, Nashville, if you guys have uh, paid attention to the beginning of our episode, uh, Mr. Marcus has given us some great detail oh, about the Criminal Court Judge oh, Division man. 6 position and how that works and how the uh, uh, just everything works in that. So, Nashville, make sure you guys uh, key into that, pay attention to that, man, and go out and vote. Again, yes. go out and vote. Yes. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. Election day, May the 3rd. Let's get into the vent, man. Let's get into the rawness and the realness that we appreciate on this podcast. Marcus, the first question that I want to ask you, man, is about your family life. Mm-hmm. Your wife, man, your kids, man. What what passion comes into that and what 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 love do you have man just being able to know you can go home man no matter what knowing you got three girls is looking up to you <laughs> yeah so uh i think uh you know i i'm very fortunate i have two daughters um and and my wife the girl dad yeah girl dad <laughs> all the way yeah uh the only testosterone in the roof yeah. it's just me and the dog that's why i had to I mention the dog too oh, yeah, so like, when people uh, my brother, uh, <laughs> it's good i mean you know it's funny because uh one of the books that i, I finished reading uh, was written by bell hooks mm-hmm. and she was talking about um her perspective of her dad growing up and it yeah. kind of changed some of the ways that i uh, and rearing my children or mm. the interactions that we have. Mm-hmm. I think that for me growing up, you know, my dad talking stern to me or, yeah. you know, like my dad rarely gave me a spanking. 
I think mm-hmm. he may have did it twice when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. But my mom did a lot more. My mm-hmm. parents divorced when I was two. Okay. And so I was gotcha. living with my mom for the most part of my life mm-hmm. until I went to high school in Georgia mm-hmm. to live with my dad. Mm-hmm. But by then, you know, you're 16, 17. Yeah. You yeah. Know, with me like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Box. yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, but it was socially acceptable to get spankings, you know, mm-hmm. in the 90s and in the 80s mm-hmm. and maybe even the early 2000s. I think as people have, have grown and understood, you know, what that does to people psychologically when mm-hmm. you're physically using violence to, to yes. discipline people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, in turn for me, like having daughters, yeah. looking at yeah. for me being the, the first male authority figure and then the first way that I show them discipline is by physical violence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and right. so thinking about, you know, kind of how that plays into my daughter's lives and how I discipline them. Um, it's, it was it was it, it was challenging to find a balance to get them to understand because mm-hmm. I didn't know you know what I knew was if I did something wrong, I'm gonna get a whooping. Oh yeah, right. oh yeah, uh, right. oh yeah. And uh, you know that's got some power behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, you better, man. You better get the right switch. Right, right. And they gonna send you back for I another one. I, said, I come from that area where you gotta go get it, man. Yeah. And then if you don't, yeah. like you just said, you bring back the wrong thing. Oh no, then you gotta go back. You might well keep going. Keep yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I mean, I remember yeah. you know growing yeah. up, my mom had like this little circle hanger thing for mm-hmm. the belts. Wow. And, uh, I mean, that's wow. what she just wore different belts. <laughs> yeah. but like, I, as a child, like, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm doing. Like, oh, look, you yeah. still, look, you yeah. still remember. <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah. so, like, yeah. you got to think about that. So, yeah. then for yeah. me, like, with my children, um, you know, I never want, you know, because I have three sisters, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. some of the things that my dad poured into me about how I was with my sisters, like, mm-hmm. My oldest sister had a, a boyfriend that was physically violent to her. Mm. So I went down to go see him. Mm. Gotcha. Like we were talking about earlier. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, he need to be seen, yeah. though. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to yeah. understand that yeah. there are yeah. men yeah. that care about her yeah. and they yeah. don't yeah. play about that. We don't, we don't yeah. do that. Yes, yeah. sir. And so, you know, we you know, had a nice conversation with him. And, you know, for me, it was part of when I saw her, part of it was shame from her like you know mm-hmm. she didn't want to tell us mm-hmm. she didn't mm-hmm. want us mm-hmm. to come down and make a big scene us right. being me my dad my brother right um and so like even in in learning how like i was the, when i talk about bell hooks mm-hmm. she was talking about how she was afraid to say things to her dad because mm-hmm. he was he were how he would respond yeah and she in her book she gave the example of you know where um, like for instance, if your daughter or someone that's a woman in your family has been raped, you know they keep that secret, not necessarily all out of shame, but because mm-hmm. they're afraid of what the, the reaction the response. Yeah. that may become. Yeah. Because yeah. they probably heard you say, "Oh, I kill them," or "I mm-hmm. make them disappear," right? Mm-hmm. And so they internalize that and think, "Yeah, well, if you do that, then you're going to be taken away from me." Right. So, right. And so right. then you have to learn right. how do how do you have those? How do you? Because for us as men, that's mm-hmm. like what we say is that's our ultimate sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll mm-hmm. sacrifice myself mm-hmm. because I show you that I care. Exactly. And I'm gonna have to pitch this thing up because I, mm-hmm. I saw it on Instagram today and I sent mm-hmm. it to my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talk about like what parents do and it says, uh, the, the screenshot was like in quotes, I would die for my child. And says, I believe you, but would you, but would you live for them? Would you get yourself healthy? Would you eliminate distractions? Would you lead them more intentionally? You'd only have to die once, but you have to live every day. Do that, and wow. so when you think about, you know, the Ooh. way that, um, like that. yeah, like yeah, that. like yeah. I saw, I had to yeah. like, oh, like let me that. send this to yeah. because like that's yeah. the thing that you talk about, like, you know, because when we talk about like even with Christianity, 
mm-hmm. um, the the ultimate. They talk about what what greater friend than he who lays down his life for right? a friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the power like Jesus. We can't come, come on, on back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. There you go. But, exactly. Um, exactly. Then you think about well, what can you do? What's the thing? Well, how can you choose to live for him every day? So even yeah, in kind of man. having those conversations, yeah. like when I talk to my daughters now, it's not the way that I saw my dad talk to my sisters, right? Because I see how like even to this day, my sisters don't have certain conversations with him. They have it with me mm-hmm. because they know I'm gonna be the filter to go to him yeah, yeah, yeah. i can yeah. deal with the no nah, yeah. bro you wrong i don't yeah. care you just yeah. like me and like like me and my dad first we both omegas yeah i love seeing y'all <laughs> y'all's yeah. bond that y'all have my dad and i are both libras both born in october okay um, okay and so when i say all right leave yeah. it, 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 it that's why i'm trying to be on the scales of just the libra you know that makes sense man well my dad and i used to all like we butt heads you know and it's because i'm very passionate he very passionate right but again like learning how to have that have certain conversations the way that people receive it yeah so that for me when you talk about like you know my daughters my family life my home life is even learning how to acknowledge things that i don't know because i'm a nerd so i love learning and my mm-hmm. daughter's like you know everything dad and i'm like no nah, i don't know everything mm-hmm. i know a lot yeah mm-hmm. i was like but i don't know everything but it's right. because i'm inquisitive like yes. i want to learn like yes. I, I don't have a problem saying i don't know that yeah. I can learn it. Yeah, right. you know I'm somebody right. that's easily. It's in a book. We can read it. We can figure it out. Yeah, it can be figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's that's kind of like my whole perspective of you know my family life. You know my daughters, my wife. You know even like my wife is uh, she works in corporate America, mm-hmm. and I used to be a manager in corporate America. And so a lot of the things I try to do is encourage her by sharing my experiences. Yes, you know, obviously yes. it's different. I'm a black man. She's a white woman. Mm-hmm. She's still a woman. You know, mm-hmm. she has a certain level of privilege for being white, but then mm-hmm. she's also has a certain disadvantage being a woman. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about like, that's the thing that I think is so unique about our household. When mm-hmm. you have, you know, somebody like me that's so super pro black. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And because like when I went viral, I made sure I shared this with y'all. Um, I went viral 2018 for being a black man lawyer with locks, right? Yeah. And people start combing through my stuff and they see, oh, he got a white wife. Well, yeah. how can he be for us if he got a white wife? Oh, and man. This and this yeah. Stereotype. And as if, as if yeah. you know, that's a mutually exclusive thing. Exactly. Like, oh, you, then you can't, you can't support, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I recognize and can understand where some people are coming from, but it's their own projections. Right. right. Because if right. you have a conversation with me, you know where I where my allies lie and where I stand. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm very clear about that. But again, like when we're having those conversations with my wife, because I have to educate her about, you know, civil rights from the way that I learned, right? Yeah. The one drop rule. Yeah. So, you know, I'm telling her, like, hey, if this was in the fifties or the sixties, they're black. Yeah, it don't yeah. matter that you white. And I'm not trying to disregard your ethnicity, where mm-hmm. you come from, right. your yeah, heritage. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's the culture that we live in, oh, yeah, right? Goodness. In the South. Oh, man. And yeah. so then, you know, as because we have two daughters. Mm-hmm. And so when we were at our youngest daughter, our oldest daughter, excuse me, when she was younger and we walk around, she'd notice people staring and looking at uh-huh, her and uh-huh. even saying things like, Oh, she's so exotic. I'm like, well, what what makes her exotic? <laughs> we both <laughs> yeah, na- yeah. we both native Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. What do that mean? Is East Nashville more exotic than out north? Like what's what but, but again, it's because that's their way of, they don't know how to have a healthy conversation to yes. say, I admire the way that you all look together, how yes. your family is. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's got to be some superlative that, yeah. you know, we're trying to go touch her hair, you know, something yeah. like that. Oh, my goodness. But uh, 
but you know, the, and, and again, like that's the thing that we we have those conversations in our family. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's sometimes it's gonna be challenging because you got cultural differences. Yes, right? yes. Um, but the 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 difference is is that you know we're committed to working on, it. and I think that that's what that's good. You know, a lot of people like about when they see like us out, or they see us kind yeah. of hanging like we a yeah. team, like it's yeah. team shoot. That's so, the same, man. I love that, man. I love that, man. I love the fact that. You talk about a team when you talk about marriage and you talking about your wife and your family as a team, man. It's mm-hmm. got to be a team. It's not going to work, man. Mm-hmm. I used to tell them cats that all the time. <laughs> I used to tell him my other son that I said, mm-hmm. man, I'm the quarterback, man. And when I, I said, do it make sense for me to call a play and then do something different, man, than what mm-hmm. I told you to play with. Right. I used to mm-hmm. tell them that all the time, right. man, because yeah. I'm the quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes they thought that, like, why yeah. daddy doing this? Why he doing that? Yeah. He ain't with me. He ain't down with me. No, man, I'm down with you, dude, but I'm trying to tell you, let me do this, man, because I've been there and done that. You right. know what I'm I got the little yeah, wisdom. Yeah, no, yeah, I got man. the experience. I'm trying to share that with him, man, but you know, and, and he's going to get it, man, because he's getting ready to start a family whatever, man, so right. it's one of them generational things, man, that you hope you pass down the good stuff, man, and not all the negative, you know what I'm saying? But I watch you, and you know, and I saw you with your wife when you came to the weekend, mm-hmm. man. I too. And I saw how y'all interact mm-hmm. together. And I did see, one thing I did see, man, and I appreciate, not trying to down no women enough, mm-hmm. but I, I appreciate her letting you be you, man. She didn't, she didn't try to get in your way when you mm-hmm. was doing your thing, man. Mm-hmm. Right. She didn't try to hey, hold hold you down or whatever. Mm-hmm. She just let, let Marcus be Marcus, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And you was being Marcus, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't really, yeah. had never met you, man. Yeah. Right, but I knew right. that you was a dude, that you was a strong brother, man. I could mm-hmm. tell the way you commanded the room and the way you was handling yourself. I was like, and then when my, me and my son started mingling and dingling mm-hmm. also, we was like, man, we got to get that dude right yeah, now, yeah, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Man. So just your aura, man, you know, it's a positive vibe, man. So with that being said, man, when you run across the negative vibe, man, like you said in the house or even in the in the community or even in the judicial system, how do you combat that, man? How do you combat the negative, man? So I, I'm a I'm a, a realist. Mm-hmm. I'm a very realistic person. I mm-hmm. recognize and understand. I think that that's uh, what keeps me grounded. Mm. Um, you know, I've worked. Uh, I've literally had a job since I was 13 or 14 years old. Wow. So, I've, so having like a discipline of work ethic, seeing mm-hmm. people struggle, um, you know, I've been fortunate to to not have, you know, I lived in based on income housing by choice in undergrad because mm-hmm. I didn't want to live on campus anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, but knowing people that they don't have that choice, right? I could have stayed on campus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, lived on a dorm, but just people that when their lives go to different areas, um, different circumstances happen. It keeps me humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, they say, what is it? Uh, what is it? Humble, humbleness before humility comes before mm. the fall. Pride before, pride, the, fall. Pride before mm-hmm. the fall. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I try to live with humility with dignity. Yeah, you know, man. Humble, humbleness for pride. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so uh, I'd rather somebody think that I'm meek and, and humble. Mm-hmm. And walk up on me and mm-hmm. find out it's a whole different, yes, whole different game. Yes, Yeah, you know when yeah. you're dealing with you know negative, negative energy from people. Um, you know I've recognized a lot of people project a lot of things that's going on, mm. and you happen to be the mirror man. of them seeing something that they may want to be, Come where on, they want to go. Yeah. yeah. And when you recognize that, you know, they're not, they haven't allowed themselves to walk in the fullness of who they are, mm-hmm. and they see that, and it's like, oh, I don't like that you're doing. Mm. You know, it don't have, and so most of the time, I don't think people's issues have anything to do with me. Right. I'm just mm-hmm. a conduit that reminds them, like, this is somewhere that they probably wanted to go or they wow. want to do. 
And so when I sense that, you know, I, I again, you know, you, y'all see me, so y'all know what I look like. I've been all over Nashville, right, right, everywhere in Nashville, right. And um, I think that it's far more positive people in the world that want to be positive than it is negative. Mm-hmm. I think you know when you think about people that deal with courts, most people that go to court are dealing with a negative situation. It's mm-hmm. the worst time or the worst whatever. Mm-hmm. You get divorced, you, your business is broke down, right? Mm-hmm. You're in a marriage contract license, license mm-hmm. with your partner, and yeah. y'all are gonna separate. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's a that's a tough thing to deal with. True. True. So people True. that are dealing with crime or dealing with mental health addiction or dealing with you know just addiction to 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 um, mental health issues and or addiction, mm-hmm. those persons are not operating or having the best time of their life either. Yeah. True. And so you know again <clears throat> when you encounter people that are even if they're directly negative towards me, it, it's hard. There are a few people that don't like me, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. Like you know, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, yeah. and I'm one oh, of those that's people. Life, man. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, 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 you yeah. know, I don't. Yeah. I've never tried to be a people pleaser. Yeah. I've been somebody that's like, I'm gonna be who Marcus is gonna be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you're gonna connect and love that, or you not. And I'm yeah. okay with the not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, I, but I would hope that the not is not is not based on some prejudice that you have or some projection that Thank you have you. on so me. So true. Thank you. Um, yeah. and so like dealing with neg- negativity, uh, I just try to be a positive person. Because uh, I, I remember when I was working at this job, and on Mondays I was wishing it was Friday. <laughs> and um, but the thing is, is like the lang- Think about the language that we use, right? How do you spend your time, mm. right? How do you spend your life, mm. right? Those mm. like we talk. If you put that in a transactional form, mm. right? I was wishing for four days of my life to go away. Come on, man. Because I didn't want to be where I was. Yes. Wow. Right? Yes. Yeah. So if you think about how yeah. am I spending my time, I'm yeah. wasting it because I'm here doing something I don't want to do or yeah. something. And so, you know, that's why I say language is important because yes. then I started thinking about, okay, I don't wish that it was Friday. I mm-hmm. wish that I was doing something Yo, different. Wish I was yeah. doing something Let me pivot different. where I'm thinking wow. how yes. I'm thinking. Wow. Yes. And so like wow. with negativity, I try to take yeah. that and pivot it to something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I'm not feeling well, I'm thinking about, well, how did I feel when I did feel well? Like let mm-hmm. me not focus on the negative, mm-hmm. right? Or focus on the lack. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on what's bountiful and what's there. And I think that it's just a matter of perspective. Um, mm-hmm. When, um, you know, I, I fly... Uh, airplanes. I got my private pilot's license. Mm, it was okay. a birthday wow. gift for my okay. wife. Wow. Um, and so when you learn to fly planes, you learn about perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have a very small airplane or very large airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get into certain certain height, everything below looks tiny. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so right. when we think about perspective, it's all about how you look at something like we're, you know, opposite each other on the table. So I see something, you see something different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're in the same room, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's just what our focus is on. Yes. And so when you start talking about negativity, you focused on that. Yeah. Come on, let's let's change our perspective and figure out what what do you have, what do we have that we can build on to move forward. So that's how yeah. I deal with negativity and try to find something positive in it. Most you know, negative can't operate without positive. Science tells us that. Right? Yeah, it is. You gotta have one <laughs> Man, neutron and a proton. Yeah, the electron. So yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yeah. Man, Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vince today? We got again, my guy Marcus Shoot yes. Jr., man, Criminal Court Judge Division 6. Yep. Make sure y'all go vote. Marcus, man, I got a question, Um, and it's, it's kind of getting into more of that venting process um, and just kind of, you know, just learning about your man, learning about your background. I love how you don't call your hairstyle dreads. Mm-hmm. You call them locks. Tell us about your 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 lock journey. When did you start it, man? What was the background behind it, and 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 in that nature, man? How did you how did you get going with your lock journey? 
So I started my lock journey, uh, and I use lock, the word lock, mm-hmm. um, for a few reasons. One, you think about strength from a lock itself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Connection. Yep. Um, security. Mm-hmm. Um, not LOC, LOC, but if you think about lock, LOCK. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thinking about, again, we talk about language. So <clears throat> uh, I was influenced in high school by one of my good friends by the name of Haram Reed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Rastafarian. Okay. And okay. Um, his, his whole family was. They were from Jamaica. They yeah. were in Decatur, Georgia. Spent yeah. a lot of time with them. We played soccer together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I learned about just language that he, he would say, I tell foods, which are foods that come from the ground, mm-hmm. that are not processed, mm-hmm. that are not from the vine. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, Rastafarians believe that they are Nazarites. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the Nazarites don't yep. take from the vine. They don't cut their beard. They don't cut their hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, very pure about the food that they eat. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's right. where the word I tau comes from. Okay. And I and I for uh, when you're talking about their um, religious experience. Mm. And so um, he and I were talking and he gave me a book to read. Mm. And so the book was just talking about Rastafari and a way of life. And yeah. It's not an ism. Right. It's not a temporary thing. It's the way that they choose to live and operate every day and how. Right. And they use and I learned about language. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they wouldn't say things like goodbye mm-hmm. because bye would be a negative word. Or I understand because you're under something. We should be exalted. So they would say <laughs> I overstand. Yeah. Or when they say I see you later, later is negative so they say well come forward soon because they want you to come into you know so like <laughs> wow. when you start learning about yeah. you know language yeah um i kind of forgot the question now i started talking about my oh my hair and so <laughs> yeah. uh so when i started reading about that book and it just really drew me in and mm-hmm. we started talking about like the foods that he ate you know he wouldn't eat certain foods that was processed and um then we started talking about the hair mm-hmm. and we started talking about uh when men were brought over from Africa when they went through the, the, the passageway of mm-hmm. the door never returned mm-hmm. um, we talk about like Wall Street and the stock market that's where they brought black bodies and the way that they would auction them off is by cutting off all their hair and then lathering them up with oil so mm-hmm. they would be shiny mm-hmm. like um, and, and right. you know, more and mm-hmm. appealing yeah. to purchase yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so when you think about you know um, unfortunately American history wants to limit uh, Af- people of African descent to slavery mm-hmm. then you don't have an identity you don't have a religion you don't have food you don't have language you don't have culture yes mm-hmm. um, and so for me it was a way to connect with my people mm-hmm. um, and my culture mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. when you see my hair you immediately are going to identify me oh yeah you know, most my, definitely like I'm yeah. not somebody right. that you're going to look and say oh he's conforming or he's kind of yeah. right. went in with that so I, the last time I got a haircut I was a junior in high school wow yeah. And yeah. Um, I grew my hair out since then. I had a teacher at TSU, mm-hmm. a black man, mm-hmm. another black attorney, tell me that I wouldn't be an attorney with my hair. Like wow. That. He wasn't the only one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a, okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. appreciate mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and so um, it was just important for me. And so back into the language thing, right? So dreadlocks, dread, the word dread, dreadful is a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Process mm-hmm. would never use that language mm-hmm. because it's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what was given by the the, the others or the majority, right. whoever decided. They said, right. I'm going to call it dreadlocks. There's nothing dreadful about me when I come to you. Mm. Right. There's nothing dreadful about my hair. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was always taught difference does not denote deficiency. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's that's part of my journey. Um, yeah. Growing my hair out is, you know, I felt very connected to my hair. 
Um, I've had different companies not want to hire me or promote me because mm-hmm. I don't fit the company culture, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why I started my own law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's important for young black men, especially when they grow their hair out, they can be, you know, professional with their hair. Yeah, man. Exactly. You can wear a yeah, suit, man. you can wear J's, you can do whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, a, you know, another, something that, 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 uh, I think brings the authenticity to who the person is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like we were talking earlier about me not smiling, like we, I was talking about y'all about smiling mm-hmm. and not smiling. Mm-hmm. I can remember growing up very distinct as a kid um certain white like uh strong characters like clint eastwood mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he can frown all day yeah, and it's, yeah. Oh, he's so sexy he's so this uh-huh. yeah black man frown oh yeah he's so mad he's angry so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 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 i got the same face that he you know yeah. <laughs> but so and then, then then you learn as a child how do you disarm people like, right big smile yeah right then you feel like well am i cooning like am i and mm-hmm. like is this being mm-hmm. like am i being a minstrel because mm-hmm. Like I'm, but then you're trying to figure out like how do I how do I operate and be in spaces, and you start you know dealing with like imposter syndrome, or, like mm, do yeah. I belong in wow. this space, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so it's just like you know that's the thing for me with my hair. It always gave me that solid foundation to know mm-hmm. this is me, you know. Yeah. Regardless if I smile too much or if I don't smile, because sometimes yeah. I'm not in the mood to smile. Like, right, you know? right, right. Like yeah. I think Michael Mix had a quote that says I'll laugh when I see something funny yeah. you know um, <laughs> right yeah. but, uh, right. but yeah. it's just you know you know, getting informed by a lot of those like my, my parents were very big on education so like I learned Swahili mm-hmm. um, you know a long time mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. Ilimu is how you say education in mm-hmm. Swahili mm-hmm. And my dad used to write me um Cards. And that's one thing I say about my parents. Even though they were divorced, like I had a great relationship with both of them. They never awesome. talked about the other one or like yeah, they didn't do that. Yeah. That's great. Um, but he yeah. would write me, that's he would write, Elimu is the key, which is education is the key. Mm-hmm. And so he always taught me to, to ask the questions, to, to, to dig and to find. And so like I can remember in the fifth grade you're reading books called They Came Before Columbus and Before the Mayflower. Yes, sir. Because we can have a conversation yes, about how there was black trade between oh, the Native people goodness. here in mm-hmm. Africa before Columbus even Yo, came Oh, come on, lost. talk, man. Yeah, right. So talk, in fifth man. grade, I'm having talk, this knowledge man. and talking to these teachers and talk, they're like, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know this. They, like, yeah, and they oh, wouldn't yeah. like it. They wouldn't yeah. like it no, no, really. because it don't yeah. fit inside the book that they oh, got. Man. Come on, they don't right. talk about us on slide. We no, we we're picking a slave. Yeah, and all that. you know, we don't want to yes. talk about how you stole all the African knowledge and you named it the Pythagorean that they never mentioned. You the pyramids, down my lane you know? now, brother. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's that's <laughs> yeah, another thing. Oh, I told you I taught high school now. Yeah, we talked about. I've been I've been trying to share it with my son. I said, man, you got to dig deeper than what they're giving you, man. You got to dig deeper, man. And once you start digging deeper, it'll give you more of appreciation for your for your color, man. I tell when I used to teach high school, I had a sign in my I had just like an Instagram me, but I had a sign on my wall that said a child educated only at school is an uneducated child. Wow. Good one. Man, and it has man, nothing one, and it's man. not, you know, disrespecting this, any public school system. What it right. is is that the school is only equipping you for whatever their standards are so you can get your diploma. Right. They're not equipping you for your culture, they're not equipping you for your community, they're mm-hmm. not equipping you for any of those things. Right. So yeah. You yeah. have to have somebody that says, "Hey, you can find out more about yourself. I'll yes. show you some books." Most definitely, yes, you know. Most so, definitely, yes. Most definitely, man. Man, Nashville again, man. We want to thank you guys for joining Ooh. us, man. Yes. This this episode has been great. We could talk oh, to my guy Marcus man. all day long. Yeah, yeah, Y'all yeah. should have heard the episode off the air. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, w- I wish we had recorded that one, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. uh, man. 
Marcus, I want to take some time, man. Um, again, man, uh, congratulations to you for what you're doing in the campaign, man. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing it again. May the third is getting close, so make sure Nashville y'all go vote. Marcus, take this time, man, if you don't mind, to put all of your social media plugs out there. And also, while we got a good five-minute segue left, give some of those resources that you mentioned about earlier in the uh, beginning part of the episode when you talked about just different resources that you can need and may need when you're in a certain situation where they may have to see you at some point. (laughs) Okay, so uh, you can find all the information for my campaign at www.shootforjudge.com. That's S-H-U-T-E. Uh, for judge.com and then also on social media instagram and facebook is just shoot for judge uh, my twitter is m shoot junior i don't really tweet that much i just go on there to be nosy and read and learn <laughs> um but uh my law my law page is shoot law so mm-hmm. that's my law firm shootlaw.com shoot law on all social medias mm-hmm. um and what were the 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 resources you're asking you mentioned about? in the first in the first segue that you know a lot of people don't know various resources that you may have when you're in a certain situation where they may need to see you in in a courtroom so essentially i think you gave just some different um um, just some different information behind so like the school you was talking about where the guys can be like so pivot school pivot technology and I, i don't know if they have a program for specifically criminal justice but they absolutely have uh, scholarships available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's owned by two black men here in Nashville that are passionate about closing the wealth gap. And mm-hmm. I think that that's mm-hmm. one way that we can close it is through coding. Yes. Um, you know, technology is the way that's going to help, you know, us kind of level the playing field. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, so Pivot Technology School is one. I mentioned Music City Community Careers Program. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, I believe it's off of Sitco Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the opportunity where you can get trainings for vocational skills, whether it's pipe fitting, plumbing, mm-hmm. electricity, HVAC. Doesn't right. cost anything free. Wow. Right. Hear me when I say free. Yes, yes sir. So yes. if it's somebody mm-hmm. that's looking for, you know, a new skill, a new new job, those jobs can pay six figures once you get good contracts and you know what you're doing. Yes, sir. So it's something that mm-hmm. I think that I, you know. Again, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know about none of that stuff when I was in school. They only right. told me go go to college, get a degree, and go do you know and that's work. It. That's and it. Um, but there are so many different opportunities out there, um, and I think that we just have to have somebody that tries to help present it and, and ask those questions. So that's what I'm trying to do is ask the questions, get the information out there to the community, so people can you know know how to make their their choices going forward. So, yes, sir. I love it, man. Yes, sir. I love it. Hey. I think this has been a great episode. We thank Brother Marcus, man, and we appreciate your your knowledge, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Nashville, you don't even know he even gave us some tidbits on uh, recording our podcast. So the right. brother's just a wealth <laughs> of knowledge. But we we so it was just a pleasure to have you on, man. And uh, mm-hmm. and you got a great smile, brother. So thank just you. keep yes. doing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep doing it, man. Yes. So if the, if uh, all what they said uh, when we get rid of lead church, if all hearts and minds are clear, yeah, Nashville. Until next week, we'll see you, and it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can, and you can't do what you can't. This has been another episode of the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning.